Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. All right. Thanks so much for joining, guys. Episode 74 of Breaker Culture Weekly. My name's Ty. Super excited to have you here today. Um, we got a lot of fun conversation getting ready to happen here. So, uh, I mean, what a perfect time to be a sports fan. You got you got college football, you got NFL Week Five, you got Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA preseason getting ready to start. I mean, my goodness, what else could you ask for? It's perfect, perfect time. Lots of great stuff happening, and we're going to do our best to keep pushing out analysis and content to you. So, um, as always, let us know what uh, what else we can do for for you guys. So. Today's episode, we're covering a few things. First off, we're going to cover the releases in October, or at least the three or four that stand out to us and the approach to those. Um, and so we spend the first half breaking down some of those and, and giving you some ideas on how to approach those releases. Um, and then the second half, we talk about Major League Baseball playoffs. And we, we talk real quickly about the series, all four series going on right now, divisional series, and, and really the, the three or four or five players that we're looking at in each, each series. And there's some good ones in there. And the thing there is there's an approach you have to take with the playoffs starting that's a little bit different than what you would do during the season. There's opportunities to buy. There's opportunities to sell. But you have to approach each differently. And so we talk about what the strategies would be for that as a collector and as someone who's looking to flip and, and, and invest and do all that fun stuff. So um, listen for that in the second half. Hope you enjoy that conversation. Now, a couple things real quick. First off, I just wanted to say thank you to all the new patrons that joined our Patreon channel this week. Um, we had another 11 that jumped in. I just wanted to say thank you to all of you. We got Eric and Kevin Daniels that jumped in and Chad Rose that jumped into our third level three membership. And then Ed, Jay, Jesse, Nicola, 04C, and then Scott Markman jumped into our level two. Thank you guys so much. And then Rocket Ship, Legend of Chin, Jay Dower, and... Uh, yeah, those three jumped into our level one. So thank you, all of you, all 11 of you. We really, really do appreciate it. It is uh, super helpful for us, and we'll continue to push a ton of content out to the Patreon. We schedule stuff out basically every couple days. We're putting out new content to all the Patreons on that channel, and we want to give just additional exclusive access to some of the analysis that we uncover, and then also early access to different things that we put together. And We're doing a box break and a couple other things. Um, each month for those people that's exclusive to them. So thank you guys. It really helps us know what's valuable and uh, yeah, kind of gives us additional motivation to push out more stuff. I also wanted to take a moment and recommend a different podcast to you. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I came across this week called House of Jordans. And I've been going back and forth through emails, just kind of understanding what they do. Really, really impressive podcast. There's only 11 or 12 episodes. I listened to one of them this weekend and they're super long, like two hours, but go give a listen to those guys. Go to Instagram uh, or go to, uh, I guess, Google, uh, you know, House of Jordan's podcast and you'll be impressed with the analysis and the understanding of the hobby that that, that group over there has. I, I could not recommend it enough. Um, go check it out. And uh, again, no, no affiliation at all. I don't, I don't even think they know that I'm going to recommend them. <laughs> but um, when you come across good content, I would definitely want to make sure you guys have a have access to it. So check it out. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Breaker Culture. Have a great week. Enjoy this episode.
Shani, what's up? How are you? What's up, Ty? How's it been? Good. Very good. Glad to be back on the air with you. Twice in a week, man. I'll take that. Hell yeah. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Everything okay, fam? I know some stuff. Uh, yeah, I know that's a bit of a of a softball for me. I mean, honestly, my life kind of feels a little bit like a country song these days. Not not looking you shot your dog at all. Yeah, I, I shot my dog to feel better about everything else. <laughs> um, no, honestly, it's not, it's not it's not like that. But well, I guess it is in a way. My dad actually had a had a heart attack. Um, he is okay, thank God. We had to take him to the hospital. He was in the hospital for several days. Had a heart catheterization. He was a hundred percent occluded in one main artery. 95% in another, 90% in another. That's blocked, right? There's blockage. Yeah, occlusion yeah. is the medical term for blockage. So, yeah, he um, was a, is a very lucky guy. And we're also very lucky as his children to still have him here and help him on the mend. Um, but, yeah, he uh, and he has to go back in on Monday for some more stenting. And that's what happened with the, the first round, if you will. He was stented in one and angioplasty, which is the balloon that they insert in deflate it and then inflate it inside the vein and mm -hmm. push it open. Obviously he's now on a lot of different medications that he'll be on for the rest of his life and has to change his diet and has to start cardiac rehab three times a week. But uh, all these things are good things because that means he's here to do them, you know? Sure. But it yeah. definitely isn't without, you know, some, some stress and some fear. And, uh, you know, on the heels of my mother passing, obviously, we as siblings were talking about whether or not this is kind of one of those stories of a heartbroken man. I, I think if you understand anything about cholesterol and heart disease, this was something that's been going on in his body for decades, quite honestly. Hmm. So it definitely isn't an overnight thing. It's just kind of a weird, odd coincidence, if you even believe in coincidences, which I, don't, I, I, I usually don't necessarily. I, th I think divine providence is kind of part of this and kind of saying, hey, wake up. You got kids left here for you to live for and mm. be a part of their lives and a whole bunch of grandkids that need you and, you know, you need to change your life to be there for them. So that's that's really dominated everything in the past week, 10 days. Mm. And uh, yeah. And then other than that, we're still prepping for my son's bar mitzvah, which I'm super excited you're coming to Pittsburgh for. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll be the, unbelievably we've been talking and doing our thing with Breaker Culture for how many years? Three years now? Almost. And we've never That's about met right. Almost three years. And we've never met in person. This will be the first time, unbelievably. It's going to be and fun. It, and not only will we have a chance to meet, but our whole families will have a chance to meet, which is pretty awesome. Very true. Very so true. what what will be what will be the toughest part of this comparatively? Will it be me driving my family of eight, <laughs> 17 hours or you preparing your entire family and every everyone extended for a bar mitzvah? What's more difficult? Uh, in my mind, 18 hour driving with six kids is <laughs> maybe the cruelest form of torture out there. Honestly, that, the that is thing why they created noise canceling headphones were, were invented for that reason. <laughs> and iPads for the kids, right? Right, exactly. exactly. I, I can honestly tell you the hardest thing is certainly going to be having this event without my mom and having to, on probably more than one occasion through the weekend, 
make a bit of a speech in front of, mm-hmm. you know, what's probably going to be uh, at least over 100 people where I'm certainly going to say something about my mother and keeping my eyes dry will be nearly impossible. Mm. And just getting through it might be pretty impossible as well, but I'm definitely going to uh, do it. Are you are you a guy that typically cries? Like in movies, will you, will you tear up? I'm a, yeah, I'm a very emotional guy. Okay. Yeah, I figured that. I, 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 I think you could probably tell with the level of passion I have for most things that I care about. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty emotional. Have so, yeah, you I, ever, I, I, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Have you ever cried after opening up any cards? That's a great question. Well, no, it's not a great question. If you even have to think about this, I'm concerned. Well, I told you long ago and you have watched the video. The only video I have posted on YouTube is of a box break that I did with my two kids of the first year of Diamond Kings. Hmm. And in the box break, early on before we even get the box fully open, I made a comment about, well, let's hope we get this or that. But what would really be amazing is if we pulled one of these Babe Ruths because that was the highlight of the product that year. Yep. And we ended up pulling an out of 10 Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, dual relic that was just amazing. And you can see on the video the three of us just going nuts, screaming, dancing. I'll put a link I don't for think this I, in, the, in the notes, by the way. You should, it's well worth I, watching. I did not shed a tear, but if I ever got close to it, it was watching back that video <laughs> and just seeing me and my kids having an amazing time. That video will be a cherished relic for me for a long time you know absolutely <laughs> if you have kids you break wax with your kids i highly highly recommend at least recording a couple of those mm. you know what i realize right now as we're talking i hope the mic isn't strong enough to be picking up the kids screaming in the background downstairs oh it totally is but it's all good just give me one second i'm gonna yell at them <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we have sports to talk about, I think. Yeah, so here's the deal, guys. Here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to talk. Let's talk quickly about MLB playoffs. You and I both are fans. We obviously look at this from both the fan perspective and a collecting perspective. Let's break that down real quick, and let's talk about some releases in October. Rolled in October. We have a couple we really like. Let's break them down. This is going to be a little shorter than usual, so we'll have to talk fast. Let's do it. Cool with that? All right, Absolutely. let's Let's start with the releases in October. Um, I, I jotted down four that stand out to me. And I, I kind of do this months in advance. Kind of which ones do I want to spend money on? But the big one to me is Update Baseball in October, October 16th. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Update? Are you obviously I'll like... Update that amazing product that I think for the very low-end entry-level product could turn into a gold mine every year right yeah you're right i mean 2018 update last year's could go down as one of the most looked over products in history yep (laughs) i mean seriously right i mean so remind us all what's in there that makes it such an amazing value 
Well, you got Ronald Acuna's obviously yeah, his rookie, virtually. his base rookie right now. You, you got a graded VGS nine five that sells for eighty ninety bucks, easy. Yep. Um, you had the Juan Soto rookie, you had the Shohei Otani rookie, and you had the Glaber Torres rookie. Not to mention, people forget about this. You had the Austin Meadows rookie in there. Uh, All those had yeah. variations. They had the golds. They have the blacks. It, I think it at the time. I remember buying. I bought a lot of those cases. And uh, I remember. <laughs> I was getting them for five hundred bucks each. I mean, they're, they're wow. two grand now. Yep. Oh wow! I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe slightly less, but I mean, it's 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 an amazing product. I don't think there. I mean, there's no way this year's carries as much weight as last year's, but. Especially since no, you could, it sound like there's no Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez. Oh, is that legit? Is that is that determined? Yeah, I think they've already determined they're going to move that. He's going to be a 2019 guy. You can you already see him in solicitations as a rookie card, so they wouldn't slip him okay. in the update. Yeah, that's a shame. But you could look at two, you, 18. You could take any one of those guys and build update around just him. Mm-hmm. And very true. You know, and you got four of them. Five of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody needs to hear the word update more than, you know, just going back to Trout. Hmm. One guy, you know? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, I think the biggest thing that, that slightly annoys me is that it's just overpriced right now. I mean, to get... What, to, is, what is it? To get a hobby case right now, you're going to blow out. You're going to spend... Thirteen hundred dollars to get a hobby case. I mean, that. that and what should what, it, it what, was eight hundred bucks be? last year? It was eight hundred bucks? Wow. Um, and you just said you were getting them for five. So I was getting them for five two months later, right? I mean, that's that's. You would argue hard. it's time. So you would argue wait on thirteen hundred. Yeah, there's no way I'm paying that. No way. One hundred and ten a hobby box. One hundred and forty-five a jumbo box. Like, I mean, I, I'm waiting a month on that. And I'm letting the playoffs die off a little bit, and then I'm snagging them in November and December. It's hard to understand those prices when they don't have, like you said, an Alvarez or like a Zion factor, like we're seeing with prices of basketball product for 1920 go crazy. What's I wonder what their thought is. Well, I mean, I I think they're playing a little bit on. um, I mean, there are a couple rookies that slipped in towards the second half of the year that'll probably probably be in there. And again, there's no checklist yet, so we can't confirm anything, but. You, there's a so lot of who hype do you around. think those guys are? Well, I mean, I think I think we'll end up seeing like like a, a Gavin Lux potentially, uh, maybe even a, a Will Smith for the Dodgers. Um, Austin Riley's had a lot Dodgers. of stuff. Yeah, those are both Dodgers. Yeah, Austin Riley's got some stuff that I think will probably be in there, but he's also had rookie cards on other products. So there's a, there's a couple of those names that I think might might pop in, but I, I'm really interested to see what they do here. I mean, because. Uh, the the big the big guys have already had their rookies, right? The Vladimir right. Guerreros, the Fernando Tatis. You're not right. going to get Jordan Alvarez, so that that's kind of frustrating. Um, I I don't know. I mean, you might get some of those pitchers that have popped in, but those don't carry tons of value. So I think they're 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 moving on that hype from the 2018 update, and they see the prices, and they're thinking, up oh, <laughs> people are going to pay it. And again, this isn't I that. The manufacturer cost didn't go up, right? This is retailers taking this. Yeah, up this to the next is level. right. This is all distributors. Yeah, yeah. This sounds to me like a, a retail buy. There you go. There you go. I mean, a couple blasters, 
some fat packs. Knowing full well that Update historically has been a product where you can snag some good retail content. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, some some higher level content out of retail. For sure. Now, one thing to note that is a little different this year, actually with 2019 Update specifically, um, usually when you would buy a hobby at a hobby shop or through Blowout, they would give you a silver pack. Right. And those those would actually, when you would buy them from a distributor, they would they would arrive loose. Like they'd be loose packs, and then it would be up to the retailer to distribute those appropriately. Right. Now they're putting a silver pack inside the hobby box. Interesting. So you're gonna you're gonna be guaranteed that on the hobby side, which will be. I think it's a better way to do it. I do. I, I think. You know, I do. I I think there are examples of. I don't. I would never call anybody out, but examples of situations where those packs were being hoarded, <laughs> not necessarily being distributed appropriately, mm-hmm. some Agreed. unfortunate situations. Not everybody that buys, you know, a series one, series two, or update mm-hmm. hobby box is well aware of everything else that goes along with it, like a silver pack promotional. So, yeah. Good. It's a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing that it's in the box now. I, uh, I like I agree. that a lot. I do agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, so 2000, 2019 updates coming out. Uh, I'm with you. I think retail is one I'm going with. The other one that stands out to me that yeah. same week, October 16th, Pr- Prism Collegiate Basketball. The only chance a collegiate product has a, you know, some 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 real teeth behind it potentially because of Zion. Yeah, I mean even then, is that only as a long term product? Do you? No, not at all. I okay. mean, there's obviously a lot of Duke fans out there that I think Zion specifically will have some longevity as far as his Duke stuff is concerned. Mm-hmm. But once you get him in a Pelicans uniform, it's not gonna, you know, that's obviously gonna be well-priced over that and more mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we've talked ad nauseum about how collegiate products are generally duds. Mm-hmm. I mean, There's one thing even... I'm watching, period, in this yeah. race. That is how collegiate silvers do on the market. Ah, interesting. That, to me, will be a telltale sign on if collegiate products can survive. Because you, you, you basically have the most hyped single single type card, base card, parallel, I guess we'll say it's silver, um, in all of sports, can it survive its little brother product on the college side? If it can, then maybe there's something there. I don't think it does beyond Zion, maybe Jaw, maybe, maybe a handful of like three or four or five guys max. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for Zion it will, but yeah, I'm I'm not that hopeful. Mm-hmm. I know I'll still go for some in breaks or something like that. I I assume. Well, actually, I I was about to say I assume it's not going to be a retail product, but yep. it probably will have some. Did you say it will be? Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> uh oh. Well, so I, I, I'm curious. I don't know this with certainty. I've heard some rumors that it could be popping up on a retail site, maybe an exclusive in one of the uh, one of the stores. Uh-huh. But but I see, and, and I think that's kind of validated when you see a hobby exclusive content 
listed on the um, the sell sheet. On the box? On, on the, the sell, sell sheet. sheet. And I, I'm, I'm just checking them again just to make sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at like the blow, blowouts right up right here, right? It's got hobby exclusive content. Whenever you say hobby exclusive, to me, that means there's something that's not hobby. <laughs> right. right? So what, what, it, what does it say that ho is hobby exclusive? I hope it's not the silvers. Um, there's just some, there's some hobby exclusive parallels. No, no, it didn't say silvers. That's all. Just some color. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that that'll be if there if there is retail, watch out. That's gonna be real fun. Oh yeah, people will be camping out for that. Yeah. October twenty third, Prism Football. Obviously, are they gonna continue big... to do one silver per box? Has that been released yet? I don't I don't think the details have. Been um, no, I, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't. I think mean, the details have. You could easily say, okay, it was an experiment that we tried for one year and right. it didn't work. Let's go back to you know what what works for football. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can successfully create the same kind of buzz and value for silvers in football mm -hmm. as exists in basketball. So in my opinion, go back to just having more silvers. Well, I'm looking at the sell sheet and it, and it is they're advertising one base silver prism or rookie prism per box on average. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're keeping with it. They're sticking with it. Yep. I mean, yeah, they're, they're... I, I noticed some increased value on the secondary market for a period of time mm -hmm. <clears throat> for some rookies, and I, I noticed that it dropped off pretty significantly after a few releases beyond prison. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are guys that were like a Barkley that were huge that are and they're still huge that didn't lose much value, but yep. the rest of the rookie class. You know, you can get them for whatever. It's cheap. Right. Well, and you're never going to believe this, Shani, but they're actually <laughs> rolling out more Prism Parallels in this release. Who can build a rainbow anymore? <laughs> it's like, you ever, had, you ever seen it's like so a 72-color rainbow in the sky? Right. <laughs> it's so hard. I gave up a few years ago. It's not even worth it. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, I mean, the, the two new colors, I think, are Blue Ice and Green Scope. Green Scope existed. At least it existed elsewhere. No, no, no. Green Scope existed. So Blue Ice is definitely something I never heard of. Okay. Got it. Every time I see, like, Blue Ice, I, I think of Blue Steel, Zoolander. It's totally ruined for me. <laughs> uh, but, but there is a very interesting new SPD insert that's they're saying is one per 10 cases and it's called the color blast and it looks huh. really cool it's like it's like a white landscape so horizontal card and it's got like this this rainbow set of colors like smoke colors behind the player it looks huh. on the cell sheet it looks really cool one in 10 cases one in 10 cases crazy. on average how many could they even make then? I wonder, the subject list must be only like five or ten guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm or, guessing. Or maybe, maybe maybe double that, but you can't get much deeper. Right. I mean, wow, unless they're printing Prism, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much. I mean, it might just mean that the, the, the they're printing 24-7 for a month. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I kind of like, I like more SP inserts. So do I. Because I, I, I love what Tops did this year. I love the how hard it was to put a master set together. And not that Prism is a set collector's product, but 
a lot there's a good set of people that do put together master sets and it, it'd be fun to have just some increased value on like a Tom Brady color blast card because yeah. someone needs I mean, to look, complete the set. The, uh, even if people aren't completing the set, as you've already alluded to, uh, the, the added chase beyond just autographs and increasing value in, I mean, it's not a base card, obviously. It's a very rare insert. But, yep. you know, in cards that aren't necessarily called hits in the traditional sense. Right. It's just a good thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we agree. I think most people probably understand why because mm-hmm. relying entirely on hits just you know pulls away from a certain element of the hobby that has always existed in, in a yeah. more traditional sense yeah so, i agree we're in total agreement there so um, those are the three that those are, are coming up those like, are three there, there's one there's, a, well there's, hoops got pushed to talk to november just so folks know november 6th now um so just kind of keep that in mind but what are your thoughts on that flawless is... baseball, man? I mean, ah, flawless. <laughs> are you, are you going to spend one thousand two hundred fifty dollars on one hobby box? It would never even cross my mind okay. remotely. Um, I mean, it, 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 flawless was that product. I mean, there are other products like it, but when it came out a few years back, I mean those. That that first year, you could sell base cards of junk guys for nice value because it was a flawless card and people just wanted to have a flawless card. Mm-hmm. That is gone. And you have the ability to get your hands on a flawless card of someone on the PC team of yours for relatively cheap these days. And now you look at baseball, which is obviously non-licensed. Right. Uh I just don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, no, I don't either. There's no way, no way I'm paying $125 per card for an unlicensed product. Talk about unsustainable. I mean, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like Panini would be much smarter to bolster something, whether it's create another low-end or mid-range product or put more effort into something else and you know not put out as many non-licensed products it just doesn't make sense to me but it, there's obviously still a market for well, it well that's what I was going to say there's a market and i mean look that those those are beautiful cards no question i, I love flawless cards i just you can't they're beautiful you either jump in a break or you buy singles that's the only way to make that work well, in my opinion, it's more about basketball and football. Yeah. I wouldn't even pay attention to it in terms of baseball. In my, you know, just for me, and right. it's not that I don't engage in non-licensed baseball stuff that Panini puts out. There's other lower end or mid-range stuff that I, I do jump into, especially Diamond Kings or something. But or Optic, for you know, but yep. high end for me, no, no go. I don't, I don't get involved in not just flawless, but even NT or Immaculate. You know, there's just there's just no sustainability to it. Yeah, it's exactly right. right. By the way, just as an aside, because we're talking about non-licensed for a moment here, Mm -hmm. you know, I read something briefly. I didn't get into the whole article, but Panini is putting out score hockey. Did you see that? I did not see that. What are your thoughts on that? 
It's the first Panini hockey product since they lost the license. 13-14 was the last year that they had hockey stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a lot of hockey pretty well. I mean, not every product was great, but a lot of a lot of their hockey stuff was was pretty nice. The, the hockey the Canadian hockey only breakers you'll see periodically still break a lot of the 13 14 panini stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, on one hand it's kind of surprising that they still have any. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, what do I think? I think score is a, a relatively weak entry level hockey product historically. <laughs> So I'm a little puzzled as to why they went with score. They probably could have slapped any label on it. Yeah. Just, you know, they could have chosen any product, so to speak. Um, and and it's only a two-player product. They they signed exclusive deals with two of the rookies coming in, and that's interesting. How do you build a product around just two guys? So it's a it's an unlicensed product, obviously. Unlicensed, they won't have logos or team <clears throat> names, and it's only two guys. What do you mean it's only two guys? They're literally only two subjects in the product. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they signed an exclusive deal. You know, we we had a conversation about it on an episode going way back to when we were speculating that maybe Panini signed these exclusive deals with two hockey guys because they were worried about what Upper Deck was going to do with Zion or try to do with Zion mm-hmm. and whether or not that was a leverage thing or we didn't know. We were speculating, entirely speculating, obviously. Um, whether or not there was any truth to it at all, who knows. But they still have these exclusive deals that they inked back then I wish I could remember the names off the top. They were pretty difficult to pronounce names if I remember. At least one of them was. For this year's? But yes. Kako? Yes. That's it. You got it. And then Kravstov? Kravstov? That's the whole product. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking at the, the sell sheet, and it's – I mean, they're cool-looking cards, but okay. I mean, what, are they going to print like 100 boxes? Who knows? I, I don't get it. Interesting. Number two overall pick and number nine. So does that mean their their autographs are obviously exclusive? Um, yeah. Right. Is that what? Okay. They'll they'll have young guns in upper deck for yep. sure. Right. 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 Which is the rookie card. No, 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 no trumping yep. the young guns. Right. Um, but yeah, the autographs are exclusive. Interesting. Uh, and historically, you know, foreign players, especially the harder the name is to pronounce, the potentially harder it is to find value. Now, if they're superstar players that are just lighting it up, obviously there's going to be value there. I don't know what to expect from these guys. Uh, my level of knowledge of hockey is enough to be slightly dangerous, but not enough at all to scratch the surface and go much deeper. Hmm. So I just thought it was interesting that it's happening, and the speculation obviously is – would this indicate that maybe there's a future for Panini hockey again? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that most hockey guys and Canadian breakers and are, are very loyal and love Upper Deck, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't break Panini or other products out there. They, I mean, they break Leaf stuff all mm-hmm. the time. Um, and I know that there's a there's a certain fandom for Panini stuff, as it is still broken. I mean. I have a fair amount of penguin stuff 
in old Panini cards, and and I love them. Um, you know, I, I I'm not entirely sure though why they care that much about hockey, unless it is just you know these two guys and it's a one and done thing. You right. know, I don't get it. That that'll be fun to watch. Or don't, I think don't it'll blink. be miss it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where it leads, if at all. Sure. Sure. Probably uh, already spent more time on it than is interesting, though. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with that. One billion percent. Uh, and with that, uh, let's take a quick break. All right, real quick reminder for those that don't know. We actually have a YouTube channel that we're continuing to put content out. We're up to 55 different episodes of some sort out there. We're doing some box breaks. We're doing... Um, our pricing ladders out there. We're doing our podcast on there as well um, in parallel with this. So be sure to go to YouTube, type in Breaker Culture, all one word, and you'll find our channel there and you'll see some of the, the content that we're putting out there. We'd love for you to subscribe and uh, just get more accessibility, more more information. And uh, a lot of our box breaks have been getting um, some pretty good vibes because we've been doing ROI calculators on the actual video itself to show you what we believe is the return on that particular box or case. Um, so we're trying to be as helpful as we can to collectors and understanding what you should expect from content and boxes and products. So um, yeah, go, go subscribe. Link in the show notes. Back to the show. All right, we're back. So let's talk a little bit about the playoffs, man. Major League Baseball playoffs started. We're we're both excited, obviously, because we got vested interest in in, both, in lots of teams, lots of players. But let's break down the, the the games, the series going on. Let's also break down maybe some of the players we think are worth investing in. Absolutely. And, and I think let's let's take a step back first, and let's talk about kind of the approach heading into the playoffs and during the playoffs, because I think you and I would both agree it's not really a time to go buy players. Well, I would agree for the most part, okay. especially players that are playing in these matchups currently. Okay. Um, I definitely think it's a better time to be focused on selling and being Johnny on the spot with mm-hmm. some guy that may be a well-known name. Also, those guys that are less well-known that you know step up during this time frame and there's always a guy or two on each team that does something special, mm-hmm. and it's nationally televised, and it's hitting the Sports Center top ten, and you can make a decent buck if not, if not even just doubling that three, four, five dollar card that you would have to just sell sure. for that much. You might, you you could get double digits all of a sudden for the first time, and maybe maybe even only time. So, if so you're, yes, if I you're buying agree then. It's a sell. If you're if you're yeah, buying, so, what are the couple things you could be doing? I think my big one is buy Com C, right? Go buy and flip quick because that's that's when Com C is like most valuable to me. I I agree, and I think it's possible on eBay as long as you're communicating with the seller and making sure that you're going to get that card quickly. I think the buying opportunity is is only twofold. It's you have your eye on a certain guy or group of guys that you think are going to do something special in these please playoffs, you're able to get the card quickly and flip it. But I would say even more so, 
this is the time of the year that if you really want to buy, you should be focused on the teams that haven't made the playoffs and maybe even you know some obscure guys that are your PC team or PC guys mm-hmm. that have probably already seen a dip in value since the season ended. And now that the, so much focus is away from everything else and only on these teams, yep. maybe even a second dip. Um, but I would argue that the dip will continue and be even greater once the World Series is over and that you really should just focus on selling. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about selling then. So that this is obviously the time to unload some of those guys that have slipped into the playoffs and have a big game or two or a big series, this is your chance to get rid of them, right? You're, you're probably not going to have a better time in some of these players. I think of a guy like Jock Peterson, right, who it's been yeah. determined he's not going to have like substantial long-term value. But if he has like a walk-off home run or has a 4-for-4 four four game with a couple homers, you might get 30% more for Jock Peterson than you ever would have. Absolutely. Ahead. And I think Jock Peterson might be the perfect example out of the eight teams right now because, yeah, I mean, he had he had decent value his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, even maybe hit a, a peak that you'll never even come close to again. And maybe you were one of those guys that really went heavy on him and you're scratching your head like, whoa, what happened here? Yeah. Well, what happened is we figured out who he really is, and he's good. He's a home run hitter, but he's not going to have that level of value again. Mm -hmm. So in the playoffs, you know he's going to have a breakout game, too, a bunch of highlights. You know it's going to happen. Yep. And have those cards at the ready. Be Johnny on the spot. Or even go ahead and list them now at – a buy it now or best offer that you're comfortable with. That's, you know, like you said about 30% higher than they're normally going for and wait for that one night where he breaks out. And those Dodgers fans will be jumping on like, Oh, I got to get me a Jock Peterson. He just hit two home runs. Yeah. That's, that's the game. And so now I think it's about talking about beyond Jock Peterson, who are the other guys on each of these teams in these matchups that might fall into some sort of character category like that mm-hmm. now i think that there's obviously a secondary category which you might even call the primary category which is the big names because they're already high you're probably not going anywhere near trying to buy them right now but if you have a duplicate or if you're more of a seller this is just your opportunity to get the most out of that yeah yeah i'm with you 100 I, I think you have to be proactive because these moments they're going to be replaced by the next moment very quickly. And if you don't have these cars either listed on eBay or scheduled and ready to go or create a draft in eBay, I don't know if you can, if you folks didn't know this, you can actually go create a draft of your auction. And then when you're ready to go, you can go submit it for, you know, live, um, you know, live auction, but things like that, you got to be ready. Not auction though. We're, we're saying no auction. Yeah. Right. 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 We're saying buy now or best offer fixed price listing. 100%. 100%. Yep. I mean, some people may disagree and they may really love the auction. I mean, I know some some people out there are just married to the 99 cent auction and whatever happens is what the market market dictated. Yeah, right. In this case, I would I would disagree. I think you agree with that 
sentiment. Yeah. It's not, well, it's not time for the auction. And when you are listing auctions, a strategy that I've seen work pretty well is pay attention to when they're playing in their series. Oh yeah. Because if you end an auction 30 minutes after that game could be ending and you just happen to have Juan Soto walk off and hit a three run single in a wild card game and your auction ends an hour later, yeah, I mean, you, you basically hit jackpot in prime timing. You got the people at home excited, looking on their phones on eBay, looking for Juan Soto's, and you got your cards ending that night. You're going to get primo value. I would argue, I agree. I would still argue that it's better to list it as a bin yeah, OBO. Yeah, I agree. Yep. You're going to, you're, 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 you could get at least as much as the auctions and potentially more. Yep. For sure. Um, For so sure. who else? Let's, let's, let's start with Washington, L.A., right? Go I mean, ahead. Um, so I, I got three names, and for folks that are not patrons on our Patreon site, I already put all these names out there for you. Um, put them out yesterday, and I actually put a card for each player that I thought was worth investing in. Um, so just food for thought. All right, so Washington, L.A. Here, I mean, the obvious name here is Juan Soto for Washington. Right, he's a second-year player. He's 20 years old, and the guy is—he doesn't flinch. He, that to me is the guy where, if he just kills it in the playoffs this year, his 2008 update cards, his 2008 heritage high number cards, they're gonna explode. They're already pretty high, right? I mean, you're gonna spend 30 bucks on a base update PSA 10 right now. That they're they're gonna double in value. Double, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I mean, there's just no way. A 20 year old with his potential, his value already in the hobby. If Juan Soto does something crazy this playoffs, it's it's over. But here, the guy that stands out to me is completely undervalued, and this this you and I've talked about this. It totally baffles me. Yeah. Trey Turner. I know who you're, it's unbelievable. It kills me. It's such a uh, head scratcher. I, don't, I really don't get it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, his 2013 Bowman draft. Auto, which by the way, he has one of the best signatures ever. Yeah, he does have a good one. So beautiful. Um, him and Aaron Nola in 2013 were so good. But his Bowman draft auto, you can still get it for 120 graded PSA 10. Wow. Get out of here, what? man. Like that to me is That's like that should steal. be like 5X. Yeah, that, that to me is a 250 card. He he is awesome. What? That's nuts. <laughs> He's not only awesome. He plays shortstop. He does everything. I don't get it. That's such a head scratcher. Maybe it's does he not hit enough home runs? What is it? Maybe That's it's the because thing. he's he on does the same hit team home. as Soto. Yeah, and, and I take I actually the, a BGS nine five, which to me is the investment point. There is sixty five dollars on average. That first Bowman draft auto is sixty five bucks. I and I have bought some of these. I would be buying that. All day long. Wow. Yeah. So Soto and Turner, anyone else on? Well, so so let's compare that to a guy like Corey Seager, right? His first auto uh -huh. was in 2012 Bowman draft. His BGS 95 is 120. At the very least, Trey Turner should be 120. But even at Corey, at Corey Seager, right? Like he's a guy on the LA that I think is just he had that injury couple years ago that kind of yeah. set him back in the hobby and to me he's one of those guys where 
he explodes in the playoffs, there's, it's going to be like a coil. It's going to just spring up, and there's going to be I mean, some Corey Seager With love. Corey Seager, we're talking MVP possibility here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not for the regular season. I'm talking about for the postseason. Yep. Agreed. So that, that's a guy I'd be watching. I mean, I, I'm looking at Gavin Lux, you know, as a guy at second base who's a rookie this year who potentially could be somebody to watch. And then I, I'm always, I'm always curious why a guy like Walker Bueller for the Dodgers, who's just lights out. He was lights out last year in the playoffs. He was lights out a couple days ago. Why is he not worth more? Because he's a pitcher. I mean, I get it, but I mean, he's a dominant pitcher right. in LA. Yeah, he is. He's, he's made people start to say something other than Clayton Kershaw. That should tell <laughs> you, you enough. That's a great point. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I agree. Yeah. Those I mean, are, that's four names for Dodgers, and we're not even, I mean, there's still, there's a few others. Well, I mean. we talked about Jock Peterson. We, I mean, we could talk about Cody Bellinger, who's likely the MVP. <laughs> right? Even, that's four good guys, and we haven't even mentioned the potential MVP. Yeah. Yeah, but one more guy to think about in Washington is uh, Victor Robles. That's I mean, you yeah. know, he just, I think Juan Soto steals a lot of the attention there, and, and, and Bryce Harper stole some of the attention last year, where you could see he had a solid year this year, a very solid yeah. year. Um, could sneak in and grab some rookie cards for Victor Robles. Or, or sell some of your Robles stuff that some of those guys have been collecting. Just knee-jerk reaction, this is probably the best matchup for the hobby for this first round mm-hmm. or the round of eight. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree I mean, that. just a lot of guys on both teams. I mean, we have obviously some 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 names for these other three matchups, but yeah. there's a lot going on for the hobby in this matchup. No doubt. Well, let's Watch shift to the color. other NL series than St. Louis and Atlanta, which I think is a lot less exciting. Outside of Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think especially on the St. Louis side, even though they are such an extremely loyal fan base, mm-hmm. um, outside of Jack Flaherty, I'm not sure how much you can get excited about these guys. I'm with potential, you. That's the one name potential I Potential Cy Young. Right. Yep. I mean, potential Cy Young winner. But, you know, the downside is that he is a pitcher. But... Again, if the if the point of this conversation is to give you guys some thought on who to be considering that you own to be writing up some listings for right now and put them in your drafts and get ready to hit publish, you know, Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals is probably the, the one and only. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, you got a few more. I mean, obviously, you just mentioned Acuna. Um, what's the limit? I mean... Right. You might not think he can go any higher. You've been saying that to yourself for a year. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the playoffs, and if he's a hero, yeah, it's going to go higher. Mm-hmm. I think an interesting guy is Dansby Swanson. I mean, yeah, his rookie year was weird. He went from the Diamondbacks to Atlanta. Never really hit what a first overall pick would that you mm-hmm. that you would have thought of. But, you know, here we are on a decent team. Atlanta's Atlanta's a good fan base mm-hmm. for sure for baseball. Maybe not at all for football or basketball, but for baseball. Um, and he has a breakout moment. And then I would say 
Ozzy Albies, maybe even more so than Swanson. Yep. Um, because he's already he has a higher base. Just you know, to start with, his value is already a little bit higher in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think after Acuna, it's Albies if you're if you want to talk in order of potential here, and then kind of further down the list, but definitely someone who you probably would make a little bit more of a splash with than you are right now that you think, all right, Austin Riley had a moment early in the season and mm-hmm. it's kind of been downhill since, well, you could strike while the iron's hot and potentially get something like you did earlier in the season for Austin Riley mm-hmm. that you kind of scratch your head wondering, well, what's going on? I mean, we know what's going on. He hasn't performed as well as he did since that period of time. But that's the whole point. If he has a breakout moment, that's performance at the most optimal time for you holding his cards. Hmm. Um, yeah, I do agree. I do agree with that for sure. Uh, the Ozzy Albies one, it just baffles me. Like, I, I do think he should be worth more. I think he's he's been incredibly solid this year. That seems to me like a Trey Turner versus Juan Soto situation on the same team. You got Albies and Acuna. Mm-hmm. And it may be even more of a dramatic contrast because Acuna is the guy. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. It doesn't mean that there's no room for another guy on the team. It probably just means that whoever else on that team is valuable is still going to lose a little bit of their value because the focus is so heavily on the superstar. Right. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> the only other name that I think of – that potentially could see a you know a nice little bump is a guy like Freddie Freeman, who just has he, the you know star he's power. a fan fa- and he's a fan favorite. Yeah, right. He just needs to be right. noticed. He needs to be seen by more people. One of my favorite guys. Period. I love collecting Freddie Freeman. In fact, there's a lot of stuff that I just that I just can't sell because I just like Freddie Freeman. So you can't sell because you can't part with it, or you can't. Yeah, sell I just, because he's just one of those guys won't... I like to collect. I like yeah. me and the boys like the PC certain guys, and he is definitely one of them. Where I just like Freddie Freeman. Period. But I get that. I wish I knew that. I have a few things that I'm going to send your way. Then got a couple. Not nothing huge, but you know the kids will probably like a couple of uh, you know memorabilia cards and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll take. A, I love a signed jersey too. If you don't mind, maybe even a, a red <laughs> ball or something. I appreciate that. Um. So Minnesota, New York Yankees, that's the first AL series we can talk about. Um, I'll start with a couple names on Minnesota. And again, it's not, not a collector-friendly city. Let's just say that and be totally transparent. I, I think a couple guys that stand out to me. One, Jose Barrios, to me, is the pitcher that I don't think gets enough attention in the hobby. Um, to me, I think he is... He's the dominant guy on that team, and I would not be surprised if he has a couple really good showings and maybe pops a little bit in value. Um, but even that's a pitcher, right? But a guy like maybe Nelson Cruz. I mean, the guy like Nelson Cruz just keeps trotting along, doing his normal 40, 40 home run, 120 RBIs a year. Uh, maybe a Max Kepler, maybe a Miguel Sano. But other than that, man, like I, I just. It's, it's hard Minnesota to see much twins, value out of these guys. Uh, it is. Uh, you're watching that series to see how high Glaber Torres can go. If yeah. we see another rejuvenation, another bump in prices for Aaron Judge, <clears throat> which I think is highly possible, 
right? I mean, you can go get a 2016 Topps Chrome Refractor Rookie of Aaron Judd's PSA 10 for 60 bucks. Wow. Um, that to me, I mean, you, those were, those were, those were like gold, right? Back when they were coming out 2017. Those, those were incredible. Um, and even like the 2018 Tops Update Rookie for Glaber Torres, I mean, the BGS 95s, 25-ish, PSA 10s, 30-ish. I mean, that, those are, I mean, Glaber is the man. <laughs> Another one yeah. of those like 21-year-olds who mash 40 home runs and can play every position in the infield. It's nuts. So I, I'd be watching those guys with bated breath. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's that's who I'm watching. Any, any other I just have right? to say, we, we just poo-pooed Minnesota a little bit, and I totally understand why in a way, but at the same time, this that's the point of this conversation. These guys are guys you're holding on to that you're not getting much value out of, potentially. It's not just the Torres' and the judges of the world. So it's that secondary guy that you, you'd like to get rid of a few. You might even hold on to a few, but whatever it is, <clears throat> this is the time of year that you're actually going to get some significant value out of if they perform and you're just wanting to think about these names while you're watching the games and be Johnny on the spot, as I've mentioned a few yeah, times. So that, that's a fair point. I, I, yeah. <clears throat> I just, I caught myself a moment there kind of thinking, Oh, that's all you got in Minnesota. Well, that's what you got. You got to the playoffs. You're, you're doing better than 90% of the league. So there's talent, obviously. It's just that that talent hasn't had that much attention in the hobby. Here's your best opportunity mm -hmm. to see that attention grow. And that's why we're having this conversation. So I kind of feel bad that I poo-pooed that for a moment there. But yeah, um, that's all. So I'm thinking we maybe not say poo-pooed again on the show. It just doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, but with Buxton going down earlier this year, that that was the guy that I would have watched, right? By Byron Buxton, and I mean they right. they have plenty of guys in their system that are worth worth watching to me. I mean, even a guy like Nick Gordon who might eventually get his moment, like like there's there's plenty of people that plenty of prospects that are interesting to me. But yeah, they just they're made up of a bunch of journeymen slash kind of utility players who are just playing out of their minds that don't necessarily carry lots of value. This is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue. Yeah. All right. Tampa so finally, Houston. Tampa and Houston. Yeah. This is the, the conversation that's maybe hardest for me to have. I just have such a sore spot for the move that the Pirates made going <laughs> after Archer and giving up two of our younger prospects that are now killing it in Tyler Glass now in Austin Meadows. I just can't. I mean, the one thing I, I'm happy about is that while they were pirates, I went after them pretty hard, and I have a, a really decent amount of stuff that I'm going to hopefully capitalize on mm -hmm. in this week. Um, so, yeah, those are the two names I'd throw out for Tampa, Glass now and Meadows. And with Houston, man, the list seems like it doesn't end of guys that have some hobby value, but – never have seen based on their performance individually, as well as the performance of the Astros as a team over the last few years. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Perea, Altuve, Bregman, Springer aren't greater. 
Now, mm. that gives us the opportunity in this conversation to say, this is perfect timing. You're going to see a spike in them all, potentially even if they don't perform, just because it's that time of the year. Mm-hmm. And if you add performance to it, even more so. And then finally, you're not Alvarez. I mean, you don't have much out there, but what you do have, especially obviously mm-hmm. the Bowman stuff, um, should should see a pretty significant spike. And anyone you would add to that matchup between the Devil Rays and no, they're not the Rebel Rays anymore. Excuse me, the Rays <laughs> and the Astros. Um. Well, so l- let me just add some commentary to what you just said because I, I do think, I think to me there, there's there's two things. One, Austin Meadows, I think, is an interesting prospect to me because I think he he's undervalued still. And he had a he had a really nice year, and I mean you can get his 2018 tops update rookie PSA 10 for 20 bucks or less. Um, Let me just ask you right there: Why do you think he's undervalued? Is it because he's in Tampa? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Right. Yeah, I think uh, you know if he was in if he was a right fielder in New York, that that's a sixty dollar card. You know, so that that's one of those where you're investing, understanding that he's got the potential. He's still young. He had a lot of hype behind him. But knowing that you're more than likely not gonna you're not gonna get a ton of value unless they go to the World Series, or he gets traded eventually. <laughs> Which I mean, look, he's gonna get he's gonna get too costly for Tampa Bay. Period. He's gonna get traded. It's gonna happen. Probably they probably both get too costly for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Here's the thing with Glass now, dude. He I cannot believe this. He was out for four months. Comes back. I think he pitched about ten games. He was striking, and he has been striking out. Nearly two batters an inning. Wow. I mean, the guy is ridiculously lights out. Uh, he didn't have a great first game in the series. I think it was last night. But it wasn't awful, right? He gave up a couple Can you runs. believe we gave up both of them and Shane Baz for <laughs> Archer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You can get a Tyler Glass now, 2017 Topps Chrome Rookie PSA 10. For $8. Wow. I mean, you can go for less than 10 bucks, get a 2017 Topps Chrome Rookie. Uh, I I just blows my mind. That That's a pitcher where he's going to be a stud for five more years. Easy. So, so there's the other element. They're not just in Tampa, but all their rookie stuff are in Pirates uniforms. Well, and, and in Pi- the Pirates weren't a good environment, right, for collecting baseball at least. It's not. Right. It's not one of the best for sure. And and yeah. So that's that's kind of rough. <laughs> when he goes to New York or L.A., watch out. I'm selling some stuff now. I might not have the patience to wait till then. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But with Jordan Jordan Alvarez, I mean, look, you don't have a ton of stuff out there with him. His Heritage Minor 2019 Heritage Minor is an interesting one. Uh, card number 59. That's a, that's a fun one because it just came out. It's uh, there's some fun variations like the blues and the blacks, that I think are pretty slick looking cards. Uh, watch those. That that that'd be the card if you have it. Definitely sell it now. So nice. But well, yeah, we man. covered that pretty well and thoroughly. I'm glad we got through it. I know uh, we were on a bit of a time crunch, so yeah, good stuff, man. You hung with the MLB. I'm impressed. Hey. Like I said, I, I, I think I underestimate the amount of knowledge I just pull in from keeping Sports Center on at night and in the mornings while I'm moving around. 
Um, but you know, it's no lie to the listening audience or secret. I should say that baseball is my third most, uh, the, the third sport that I love the most. I mean, Mm. it's definitely basketball first, football second. Mm. Um, and I'd be the first to say it. It's because as a franchise, the pirates have been pretty weak for pretty long Mm. and it doesn't seem like where you have much of a light at the end of the tunnel still. Um, who knows who our manager is going to be moving forward now that hurdle's gone. But anyway, yeah. I, 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 since rejoining the hobby though, it, it has had some passion back into it and I can enjoy the sport without the pirates doing well. Right. Um, right. especially when we've got this number of what seems mm-hmm. to be just a, a amazing rookies every year. And, uh, what what really is mostly responsible for keeping this hobby what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we could argue that basketball with the international market has made huge strides, but it's still ultimately baseball. Right. Agreed. I'm with you 100%. Good stuff, man. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good one, Ty. All right. Bye. You too.